0: 8.30, and uh, that's the choice of Kingsley and Germiston Good morning, Michelle and team. It's been the longest month, and yet I had a very productive week. Having said that, I know a number of people who are going through a lot. Ain't that the truth? It really has been a long week and it, a long month, and it's also been a very, very tough first month of the year as well for many. Uh, Kingsley asks us to play uh, the one who sings Zulani Mahola's Tata, mama, for the big, fat, juicy. To allow those going through the most necessary, uh, difficult things to just give them a pause button, and that really is what that song offers. Is indeed a pause button. It's eight thirty-one, and uh, at this point, we are going to go into Nicaragua petrol head. But I want to ask you, if you have a dog, I mean, maybe if you have a bird or a python or whatever, I mean, it's up to you. Would you bring your pet? To the office, if you could, would you bring your pet to the office, and uh, how distracted would you be i mean it 's very different to say bringing your kids because you your dog might just lie next to you there 's a little playroom for the dogs, and there 's um, much more for them to do but but maybe if you could bring your bird or your your maybe you 've got a little rat that sits on your shoulder. Some people have rats and kind of mousy furry things I think they 're hamsters or those kinds of things. Yes, so, uh, Zalma's nodding her head. She says they are hamsters. But some of them are bigger. I think they're called, Nico, what do they call those? Guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. Maybe you have a guinea pig and you just it sits on your shoulder. Or maybe it sits in your pocket. like. Or a maybe you rib. are
1: the guinea pig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to be the guinea pig and bring Sylvester to the office and see what happens. I don't know how happy you'd be, but he's very comfortable in his cage, though. He sits there like. It's, it's like he just parks off. He's
1: got no know. issue. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because his brain is so slow, that's why there's nothing going on. That's why it's okay. just relaxing and taking it easy.
0: Okay.
1: You I've not insulted him.
0: No, all right. So I just want you to know that if you're thinking Nico's sounding close by, well, he is. He's about five cent. No, maybe make that. This is half two meters. A me- two no meter. way. That's half a meter.
1: What from you or from the mic?
0: From the mic to you.
1: Oh, from the mic to me. That's two hundred and seventy-five oh, no, no, no. millimeters
0: okay (laughs) Nico is in the studio I think it was Bram Morrow who said Nico we want to see you in the studio and we want to see you on TV yay someone says finally I've been waiting and hoping Oh, that's Kingsley saying, I've been waiting and hoping for the Big Fat Juicy. I thought you were saying, I've been waiting <laughs> and hoping for Nico, our petrol head, to be in the studio. Nico, mm-hmm. it's lovely to have you here.
1: It's lovely to be here.
0: Your coffee is excellent. Thank you very
1: much. Mm. It was a bit of a mess this morning, so I had to make it twice. So I'm, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I just, yeah. um, I wasn't focused. Maybe no. I wasn't awake yet while I was making it.
0: You know, the funny thing is I was just telling the others that um, I, uh, it was yesterday morning, my first cup of coffee, I put... Cranberry juice into it in, by mistake instead of milk. <laughs> so, it was a bit of a bugger up there. You know? Yeah, this one is
1: the same. So, anyway, no, no cranberry juice. Okay, I'm glad to hear that.
0: I'm 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 assuming because you spent so much time making the coffee, it just didn't give you time for the Tani Beti's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was going to get up early and mix everything and get it done, and then just didn't happen. The, the, I just got lost in the coffee.
0: We've already had a few people WhatsApping to say I'm dying to hear about Tani Beti's chocolate cake. Would <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, you got the recipe? So we must just <laughs> Ndosh will just um, put it
0: online. <laughs>
1: Ndosh has got it.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay. So Nico. Yes. Um. Interesting things with cars this mm-hmm. week. The diesel story, of mm-hmm. course, is a big one. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it: is if I go into a store, how the hell do I know what a diesel um, uh, that, that that the diesel in that particular you don't?
1: No, I, I guess you don't. So. Let's start just with what the different grades of diesels are and how cars work, and, and, we'll, and then we work our way and back. And how
0: cars work. And how That's cars good. work
1: with diesel, yes. This is what the show is all about. I love after the smell all.
0: of diesel in the <laughs> morning. <moment. laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say the old, I love the smell of old, the, the previous petrol, all the leaded petrol. actually smelled quite nice. I don't yeah. know why. When I filled up, it was always any, anywho. Yeah. So um, so diesel uh, cars, of course, um, work where you compress air. mm And most, uh, if you know, if you look at a TDI, which are most cars and buckies, which stands for turbo direct injection, you compress the air, the air gets very hot. um, Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of pressure and heat. And then you spray the diesel directly into the combustion chamber at very high pressures. In other words, you compress the air, then you spray the diesel, and that ignites. And and that burning of the diesel, then that's how the engine works. Um, So um, TDI… Is
0: diesel thicker than petrol?
1: No, I don't think necessarily it's thicker than petrol, but just – with a petrol car, you mix the fuel and air, Mm. and it needs a spark – to ignite um, the, the, the petrol if fuel air mixture. With a diesel car, you um, compress the air and once you ignite the fuel, because of the heat, and the there's a lot of pressure um, and heat and that ignites the diesel on its own. That's by the way when you look at, um, if you look at the old cars, they had what we call the glow plug. Um, so um, I'm sure um, you, a lot of people know it. When you start, let's say we had an old Suzuki KB280 Bucky. So when you turn the ignition, there was something that looked like a little wire. It was orange. A little wire mm, looked like a little right, yeah. um, bulb signal. So what that did is when you turn on the ignition, especially when it's cold, it needed to heat up the air in the combustion chamber. So that's what a glow plug does. It heats up the air in the combustion chamber because you need um, enough heat so the diesel ignites on its own. So TDI, turbo direct injection, then means that you then spray the diesel at high pressure into the combustion chamber and that ignites the diesel. So most diesels nowadays would use a common rail system. That's just to get the the high pressure. So if you look at a car wash, so if you go to a car wash and then you have those high pressure hoses those are depending on the type of hose between 10 bar some of them can run up to 100 bar and you can i don't know if you've ever felt the pressure in front if you put your hand in front of that thing you know that that pressure you i do that all the time yeah yeah (laughs) but it'll take your skin off so that's that's, a, let's say, 100 bar. And a diesel, dependent on the vehicle, especially if you go to, let's say, some of the German vehicles, they can go to 2,000 to 2,500 bar. So it's extremely high pressure. So now what what's basically happening is you're forcing the diesel at very high pressure through a very small hole. So lots of cars use what we call piezo-injectors, which are crystals. Um, so in other words, what you're doing is you you, you go from the fuel in your tank that gets pumped to the engine, then it gets into very high pressure, let's say 2,000 bar, it's generally, mm. and then... Then when the combustion chamber needs it, you then spray it in. So you're forcing diesel through a small hole. All right. So that's the principle at high pressure. Now, before, um, cars um, used sulfur in the diesel as a lubricant. So sulfur was in diesel as a lubricant. Of course, Mm. not great for the environment. And that's where the PPM comes in. PPM says parts per million sulfur in the diesel. Mm. So the best you can get um, in South Africa is 10 ppm, which is what you get from Sasol. Um, So that's very low sulfur. Then um, most other filling stations will give you a 50 ppm. Um, Then you do get a 500 ppm, which is Mm. then starting to get just, as you can see, 500 parts per million sulfur. So it's dirtier. And then the last one is farm diesel, which you can use for your tractors. So if you have, uh, if you now just think about the theory here, if you have high pressure, and you then spraying dirty diesel through that injector, the chances are of it damaging the injectors or clogging the injectors or doing d- damage to the engine. Mm. Um, so, just the first thing is if you're buying an expensive car, um, don't put the cheapest diesel. Sometimes you have an option when you stop there um, of there's a, a, a so cheapest diesel
0: comes in different prices.
1: Um, it comes in different like prices. And, and actually, d- you get four different qualities 10 ppm, mm. 50, 500, and farm diesel. So it then depends on the type of vehicle you have. But if you have a modern type car, any car, let's say a sedan that's a diesel, a TDI, then you need to consider the cleanest, which is only 10 or 50 ppm. 500 is already an issue. If you have a German car and you've spent anything above 500,000 rands, you should really look at 10 and 50 only. You shouldn't even think about 50. If you have a bucky, or 500 rather, you shouldn't think about 500. So 10 or 50, but not 500. If you have a bucky, maybe 500 would still be okay. Um, but um, th- So this is, first of all, just the cleanest diesel. The cleaner the diesel, the better in the long run for your engine. So now where this problem comes in is um, sometimes um, the filling station doesn't have a high turnover. And that means that they're mixing paraffin with the diesel. So you have a question?
0: I don't have a question. I have to. Well, I have got a question actually, mm-hmm. which I'll get to in a moment from Naran. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to go to a break. Okay. And when we come back from the break, um, I'll, I'll I'll go to that question in a moment.
2: All things automotive with the petrol head Niku Smith.
0: It's an absolute delight to have our petrol head in the studio here on SAFM. We like it when he comes in, no, notably because he brings in fantastic <laughs> coffee as well. <laughs> Don't forget, if you'd like to uh, WhatsApp any questions, you can do so. You can send us a voice note or send it as a message on 0614 You can also SMS on 41391. You can call 086 000 2032 or follow us on X and send your message that way. Uh, at s a f m radio hashtag s a f m j s b or at mish constant nico mm. um Naran wants to know the mixing of diesel what are the what is the consequence if you mix the Diesels i mean you were talking about the different types now mm-hmm. um what are the consequences for the engine and what would the recourse be so if you do by mistake perhaps mix so
1: I think if you, let's say it's a mistake and you put in 500 ppm once, it's probably not going to be an issue. But if you're continuously putting in the dirt, it's just dirtier diesel. So the injectors eventually will, might need to be replaced. Some places do clean the injectors, but just replacing the injectors can actually be a costly exercise. So what, what the problem is, is um, some uh, some filling stations don't have a high turnover. So they put in paraffin because paraffin will still make your car run. It'll just feel like it has less power, but in the long run, that's a problem. So what's mm. really happening is if you add some in that's cheaper than, uh, than diesel. So in other words, you have a tank, it's a filling station, has a big tank under the ground where the diesel mm. goes, and now you say, okay, let's put some paraffin in here because it costs me less so I can make more profit. Yeah. Um, so th- then the problem is that if you're starting to put that stuff in your car, that's going to really damage it um, because um, there's things like seals and other parts of, the, of, of the, that injection system that's a problem. It's also going to be a problem for your things like your catalytic converter or your diesel particulate filter. Um, Mm. the paraffin. So on the long run, the damage is gonna be an issue. So the, 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 the big thing is you really just don't know but you are less likely to have problems when you are filling up at a filling station that is a, um, a well-known, again, let's just use Sassel as an example, if you're filling up at a Sassel, but all the you know the, most of the other big filling stations, they're less likely to do so because they also have standards which they need to adhere to, otherwise they could lose their license. So um, that's the first thing. If you have, um, normally also, if there's a higher turnover of in that filling station, they're less likely to do that because they're making good money, the, the diesel's going in in and out the whole time so they're less likely to actually mess with the diesel because they're making enough money and the, the turnover is high so when I'm filling up normally I look for busier filling stations or at least known brand filling stations as I said before i don't I'm not not scared to say in Gauteng, I look for uh, sassel because it has a 10 ppm. If other filling stations had 10 ppm, I would consider them two. But there's two close to my home, so for my car, I'd rather wait a bit longer and put the sassel because it's the lowest sulfur. In the long run, it's the best. So you don't know, but the best would be is the brand known brands. And if you have two, um, of course, I understand that as well. It's a, it's a cost thing. You're saying, listen, I can save a little bit of money when there's an option of two diesels and the cheaper one. Um, I'm rather going to go for the cheaper one. But if you have a, an expensive of german car as an example that works in high um, um injection pressures and gives you lots of power it's less likely to work with that um dirty diesel it's so much so that a lot of the manufacturers now aren't bringing diesel cars into south africa because of the the low quality diesel in europe really? you, get, you get zero ppm or might you get two ppm in europe so lots of filling but stations buckies, have zero don't ppm.
0: buckies need to be diesel no,
1: no, buckies don't need to be diesel, but diesel buckies have good fuel consumption. And mm. they're light on fuel. Diesel buckies are actually fabulous. So but the thing is they don't they, they don't need uh, uh, even 10 ppm, they run easily on 50 ppm, um, and some of them will be fine on 500 ppm. But if you have a car that develops 200 kilowatts from a diesel engine, as an example, it's more likely to want the cleanest diesel. So because our diesel isn't clean, then some many, you, you might look at some of the German cars and say, "Well, in Europe they have a diesel. Why does a diesel not come here?" Yeah. Well, it's part of the Europe. You know, they have emission standards Euro 6 or 7, and that means that they need very clean diesel, and so they only develop the new engines. That means the engines just don't come here.
0: So, um, there's a question for you here. Let's go for it. Mm -hmm.
2: Morning, Michelle, Um, Nico, Total, also in Durban, certainly uh, supply 10pp. I had contamination in my Volvo diesel, uh, took out my exhaust system, cost about 50,000 rand to repair. Luckily, it was still under motor plan and they, they did repair it, but it's absolutely real. Uh, This is a problem, and you've got to be very careful then where you fill up. Um, I was using another brand. I'm not going to mention it. I'm no longer using that brand because I suspect that's where the contamination came from. But anyway, Peter Durbin.
1: That's exactly the thing. So in other words, it's not just um, the injectors that might be an issue. It might be somewhere in the exhaust because um, car manufacturers are putting um, special exhaust systems in to lower the emissions. Mm. So that paraffin in the diesel is just going to be an issue, unfortunately.
0: Nico, this, this is probably a bit of a stupid question, no. but what came first? It's a bit like the chicken or the egg. Diesel or petrol? Uh, I, th- I mean the very first Ford <laughs> motor car. Was no, 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 no 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 hang on
1: hang on Just, sorry not the very first the very first Mercedes actually made by Cole Benz oh, Carl Benz in Beans. 1886 yeah. so if you look at cars as they're known um, the first car uh, is by Carl Benz in 1886. Yeah. Actually, at the, the very same time, Gottlieb Daimler had a carriage that he converted um, to put – it was referred as an auto engine or the auto cycle. Yeah. So they're sort of – if you go to the Mercedes-Benz Museum, they have both cars there. But generally uh, accepted as the first car was one by Carl, one made by Carl Benz in 1886.
0: And was it on petrol or was it? Was it was petrol. That was petrol.
1: Yeah. No, actually, the first car wasn't petrol. I think it were, it, we referred to it as internal combustion. I'm not sure if they ran on kerosene. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but they didn't run on petrol as we know today. But uh, as we know, internal combustion, engine, fuel, air mixture with a spark.
0: Someone wants to know what's kerosene?
1: Uh, it's a type of fuel. I don't know. Kerosene is, is – I think we it, used
0: kerosene like, – um,
1: I, th- I think they got them at pharmacies. So initially the, the – It was the, used for lights. I'm not – yeah, I think possibly kerosene lamps. There you go. But they, they, you could find that at pharmacies. So they weren't – I mean, when the first car was made, they didn't actually have filling stations. So I think kerosene – yeah, you're right for lamps. And they, I think they were found at pharmacies. Again, I'm now trying to remember this. So You're this, trying to remember this could be factually you were, you not. You were
0: alive then.
1: No, I'm just you're, trying to remember the facts. But uh, this could be factually ignored. <laughs> 100% right. I'm trying to just go from memory. I didn't research this, but this is what I I think I remember. But I'm also saying this could be wrong.
0: So okay, so maybe someone who's a sense Who can of check history it quickly. can check it quickly. Yes. We want to know what came first. Well, obviously, no, definitely. petrol definitely. Kerosene? No,
1: basically internal combustion engine as we know it. Yeah. But I think they ran on kerosene. Um, but the internal combustion engine, which is, as we know, petrol or diesel, they're known as ice. Oil. That's what ice refers to today. Ice is internal combustion engine, which is either petrol or diesel. But the first one is coal 1886.
0: Someone wants to know, um, please ask Nico about the GWM Aura 3. In Europe, it's called the funky cat. G. Yes. She is called a good cat. What is that? It looks like it's a very an, nice looking car. Yeah, it's
1: a cool little car. It is um, very affordable. So it's an electric car oh. um, and it's very affordable and it's, it's really quite interesting looking. It's sort yeah. of, it, it, it's a little bit like a mini and, a CW, uh, a no, I would say mini and a, um, something else had a kid. Um, so Porsche it's, and
0: a beetle," <laughs> says
1: But it's a it's a it's a good looking, interesting car, yeah, and it's really it quite affordable. Sweet. So for an electric car, it's, it's a hatch, um, and it's um, for uh, I think it's around about eight hundred thousand rands. So it's still a lot of money, but it's quite an affordable electric car. Um, and it's been in let's say I read articles about that in the UK quite a while back, but it's now also available in South Africa. So when you talk about um, affordable electric cars, um, that's you know that's quite a, a good price or a good entry point if you want yeah. to consider electric cars.
0: Yeah, that looks good. Yes. looks very, very good. Nico, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, motor plans. Yes. What's the value of renewing a motor plan um, as opposed to, to moving on?
1: Oh, that's a great question. That's kind of a uh, – it's almost a, a, a financial question because I have to say I had a car with a motor plan. Yeah. Um, and it, it's actually quite a – a great thing to have because when you start for a service you just stop and at the afternoon you just pick it up and you go and if it needs new wipers it gets new wipers if it needs mm. new brake pads it gets new brake pads um, so normally the difference between a service plan and a motor plan a service plan is all the service items which is um, let's say spark plugs if you have a petrol car mm. filters etc where a motor plan covers everything except the glass in other words it doesn't co- cover the windscreen doesn't cover the tires Yeah. but um, also if your, – let's say your gearbox for some other strange reason, conks in at 95,000 rands, or your exhaust is this example the gentleman gave earlier, then that's going to be covered under your maintenance plan. Um, the, the, so just
0: for clarity, the difference between a motor plan and well, a let's service say, plan A, a motor is? plan
1: is a BMW name. That's the same as a maintenance plan. So okay. ma- So you get two types. You get a maintenance plan. You get which a is a service s- plan? You, no, you get a maintenance plan, yep. which covers everything. BMW call it a motor, um, a motor plan. It's the same thing. So uh, um, BM, um, so the Germans tend to have um, um, that type of thing. So that's no. a, a maintenance plan, which means brakes, uh, wipers. Then a service plan is only service items. So the name almost tells you. So only when you come for a service, that's going to be covered. But if anything else is an issue, not going to be covered by the service plan. Maintenance plan will cover, as we said, brakes.
0: But um, ideally, one should have a maintenance plan because as I, your car gets older, it's not just the things that, like, that, 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 that fall apart. I in agree, service? but then there's the
1: cost. So when, so let's take a general uh, maintenance plan, and let's say it's five years, hundred thousand kilometres. Yeah. That's quite a good uh, time. Now, when you need to then renew um, after five years, it might be that it's twenty thousand rands for a year or for two years. It depends on the manufacturer. So you've got to say, listen, okay, now I'm taking a chance because twenty thousand rands is a lot, but do I have the money? So the, the big thing is it's worthwhile, but the cost can be a lot, and that tends to put people off. Should I take it or not?
0: We're going to go to a break. When we come back, you're welcome to send in your messages to Nico, our petrol head. You know how to do it. The voice app, WhatsApp, voice note, or give us a call or tweet. Do it as you will.
2: All Things Automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Michelle. Good morning. Good morning, bro. Nico. Yay. Guys, 800 Rand affordable yay. Which planet are you guys coming from? 800,000 smackaroos I call uh uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. That's not affordable mm-hmm
0: <laughs> Freddie, I'm, the, I'm with you, pal. 800000 no, is way out of I'm, my bracket, I promise I'm, you. I'm
1: with you as well. I mean, I when I bought my car and I couldn't afford a new one, so I had to buy a second-hand one. I'm with you 100%. That's you
0: just said to me off-air you have no idea how expensive cars can be nowadays. To you. To me. Yes. That's
1: the thing. But So, 800,000 rands is crazy. But if you're looking at what electric cars cost, most of them are over a million. So, for an electric car, it's affordable. But not for, for I think, for most South Africans, this is crazy.
0: Okay, so, I a agree. A couple of questions. <laughs> uh, we've got um, Stephen from Chwane on the line. Stephen, how's yes. it? Uh, are you, how are you? I'm brilliant. Look, I'm man, good. I just
2: want to check, man. This uh, GMW bike is the new one. Who manufactures the engine's? Which Buckeys? The GMW, the new one. Great uh, GMW, uh, uh,
1: GWM, yes. Yes,
2: yes, they, they're the engines. Who want to
1: their engines? I don't know. Um, I, to be honest, I, 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 well, actually, I don't know. It could be sometimes there are um, uh, suppliers for engines for them, so somebody supplies engines. Um, but yes. it could also be that they have their own engines, but I is actually GM, don't know.
0: What
2: is GMW? Great
1: uh, G, uh, but Great Wall Motors
2: but in terms of quality compared to to to, to Ford, Toyota, Mazda how do you compare?
1: Well, there lies the rub, um, because that's the thing that most people are not sure about, um, me included. Mm. Um, if you if you're buying a known brand, there are there's, there's there's sort of a bit of comfort in there because they they're well respected. They have lots of uh, dealers worldwide uh, in South Africa or uh, nationwide. Um, you get the parts fairly cheaply. Um, when you're buying oh. um, the Great Wall Motors, then you are buying a bucket for cheaper, so it's costing you less. Um, mm. But mm. then you're weighing that risk up to I I don't know what the the trading value will be after five years. I don't know if it will last as long as the other vehicles. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say if I'm buying a Ford or a Nissan, as an example. So that's the difficult thing is you've got to weigh that up and say, listen, I'm, ba- ba- I'm paying less for this. It's a bit of a chance. Let me take the chance. Or I'm rather going to go for a known brand because it, it feels to me like there's less risk. So that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the big question a lot of people have. But a lot of people are going for the Chinese brands because of the cheaper price. Thank you very
2: much.
1: No sir. worries. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us, Stephen. We've got Jabu from Chwane as well. Chwane is the place right now. uh, Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. That's your...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's my valley.
0: Uh, You're coming from his valley, Jabu, his (laughs) valley. You want to talk about diesel and paraffin?
2: Hello. Hi. Hi, Jabu. Yes, uh, thank you for having me. No, I've got the same problem. I went to a social garage. If You get M17 that goes to uh, Rancour Road. Like There's a social car So I put petrol. I just drove three kilometers, then the engine collapsed. It didn't have power. I went back to them the following They telling them that they showed me the, 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 the camera, everything, but they said I put petrol. But later, as they, I just hear on the that everybody, they are telling about the same it is in paraffin. So it is same, same symptom. Right now the engine is done,
0: and I haven't got the money to fix it. I don't know what to do now.
1: Yo, yo, that's uh, um. Isn't
0: there an ombuds that you can go to? There is,
1: but the thing is the. Best. So, unfortunately, the, the best result is one that's also going to cost you money as you need a sample of the fuel, f- a fuel sample from that garage to be tested. So, the only f- way to make 100% sure is if you had a fuel sample that could, could be tested to say there's paraffin in there. So, that's going to cost you money, unfortunately. Um, so, even proving that the fuel in your tank is from them, it's, you know, if I'm just looking at it, it's going to be a difficult thing. Is one allowed
0: is, is, is one allowed to go to a petrol station and just say, I want to test your petrol? Mm,
1: I guess you can just buy petrol. Um, but the difficult thing is filling stations don't necessarily want to put um, – uh, they also um, nowadays you can't just get uh, – rock up with 20 jerry cans and just put diesel or petrol like you did before. It's also you? not No. So you a run c- out of petrol down a, the road? No, but the thing is I think they'll help you, but you can't – there's a certain limit to the fuel that they can sell you. So you can't, let's say, rock up with a 1,000-litre tank and say, let's fill that up with Fuel—it's not actually a lot, but you can ask for a sample. So, or I guess you can say, "Listen, I've run out," or put a bit of fuel in a, a container and have that tested. So, I'm sorry because it's horrible if if you you've mm. put in diesel and now your car's broken down and uh, you don't have money to fix it. it's it's, it's not a, a great situation. But again, I don't—the only w- real way to prove this is, of course. That fuel from that filling station needs to be tested, but there's nothing stopping you from going back and getting a fuel, a diesel sample if it's diesel, um, and then having the diesel tested. But that's going to cost money. So uh, already, if you don't have money, it just it's a horrible situation that's affecting a lot of people. And you know, the, I I can't say go to this filling station or don't go to this one. Mm. So it unfortunately seems a, a little bit risky. So I am sorry. That's the best.
0: I'm, I'm also sorry, sorry to hear but that, you know. John. Yep. if, if uh, I mean the the people where they the the where
2: they get visit, can if can they help us in this situation?
1: In, in, uh, well, my understanding is so from the depot wouldn't be an issue. So the fuel com- that comes from, let, let's say, whatever the brand is, it, the fuel from the depot isn't an issue. What happens at the filling station is an issue. So it might be that the, the depot um, uh, puts in the fuel uh, or the truck puts in the fuel, but they then have somebody else that um, replenishes it with de- uh, with, with paraffin if, if if once the truck is gone. So again, the problem is not with the the fuel manufacturers; it's with individual filling stations that are an issue.
0: So quick question for you uh, Nico, um, I live in Joburg I use 93 instead of 95 in my Honda Ballad RS the manual says a minimum 91. Is this okay?
1: Yeah, I guess. if I always refer back to the manual. Um, so if the manual says minimum 91 and you're putting 93 and you haven't had issues, you don't have to change. So don't suddenly change if you're, you've been putting the same fuel and your car hasn't been giving you any issues and you're servicing it regularly. Don't just now go to the most expensive fuel. Um, but if you have a newer car, then you've got to consider all the 95 as opposed to 93.
0: I'm going to ask you for a quick one on this one as well. We are running out of time. Sure. We've run out of time. But nevertheless um, – does a CVT, is, is a CVT transmission worth it, notwithstanding the drone-like sound? Yeah,
1: it's a very smooth transmission. A lot of car manufacturers are selling CVTs. So, yes, it's, if you're really a relaxed driver, CVTs are nice and relaxed as well.
0: And then someone else saying, well, maybe receipt of the proof of per- purchase for the diesel engine would um, be able to record the value.
1: No, but you wouldn't know the quality of the fuel. You just know you bought fuel there. You yeah. need to test the sample of the fuel.
0: Nico, it's been a blast. I think it has. It's so, it so quick. Often. Yeah. yeah.
1: Times. Okay. Well, we'll try okay. and do it a bit more often. Uh, you
0: and your best friend coffee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we shall both arrive again. <laughs> Good. My uh, chocolate cake isn't my best friend. That's why chocolate cake doesn't always come well, with coffee. My best friend. Always here. So
0: let's uh, start <laughs> with that. Nine o'clock, Nico. Thanks so much for joining us in the studio. Nine o'clock time for the news. Good morning. <laughs>